Hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. As always, I am your esteemed host, Kevin Thompson, and we are back in the car. This is our third special edition, our special Together for the Gospel edition, and we are doing now what we planned to do at the beginning and record this whole conversation in the car ride. Uh, now we're heading back. We tried it up on the way, and it the, the recorder I was using just completely gave out, so... We recorded what I thought was a, at least a mediocre to decent uh, conversation, uh, but you heard the uh, edited version or the, the re-recorded version by the time this airs. But anyway, so I'm in the car and um, with Jeremy Scott, pastor at Memorial Baptist Church in Verona, Wisconsin, and uh, Jeremy's driving. Are you going to be able to do this and still, like, not kill us? Uh, that's the hope. Okay. Well... And this is this is somewhat live, in that we're not going to be doing any editing. So if Jeremy, cut, if someone cuts us off and Jeremy starts cussing out, that's it, it stays. And so our uh, our uh, uh, we'll have to change the uh, settings on the podcast uh, later on iTunes. But anyway, uh, we've been we've we're joined now by two other folks. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. And Mike, I'm going to start off with you, yeah. and just tell us a little bit about you and uh, your ministry. Yeah, my name is Mike Atanis. I'm from Morris, Minnesota, uh, which is a far western Minnesota. Uh, pastor of First Baptist Church uh, there in Morris. Been there about five years. Uh, they have a wife and three little kiddos. Uh, ready to see them on the way back. A little blizzard happening in Morris, so 80 degrees in Louisville, back to about 10 degrees in Morris. But itching to get back, but having a great week. And I'm also riding along. And uh, this is Dan Loggins from Christ Fellowship Church in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. Uh, and it was great to be at T4G. I also have some children at home and a wife that are looking forward to seeing me. Four little ones that are uh, texting, sending videos, all that kind of good stuff. They want me home right away. Well, it's good that they actually want you home. Yeah, that is. My wife has been enjoying the freedom. <laughs> well, I mean, as, freedom, as much freedom as she can with the two kids at home. Um, so after 7 o'clock, she enjoys a few hours of freedom. Well, I noticed the contrast there when Micah was talking about He was saying he missed his family. Yeah. yeah. Dan says they missed him. I, I don't know if we should explore yes, that. Yeah, yeah. We may need to do some counseling. My daughter, next, the uh, she loved the red button on FaceTime today, so it was not a long FaceTime. <laughs> All right. Well, we're we're you know we're we're talking about together for the gospel and Jeremy. You and I talked on the way up yep. about some of the things that we were looking forward to. Yep. Um, and so we mentioned singing. We mentioned, of course, the preaching, the books, yep. and the fellowship. So, on the way back, what are your reflections? Were your expectations met? Oh yeah, I definitely was not disappointed. Um, you know, as we said on the way up, I've been to several of these now, so I, I kind of knew what to expect, and it was um, it was really good. I mean, personally, I don't know if you want to get into this, this specific so soon, but um, uh, I think Lig this is Duncan's, just a freewheeling conversation, oh, okay. so go for it. Well, I think Lig Duncan's message was really good. Yeah, um, I don't know what the other guys thought of it or not, but uh, I, I found it really helpful, and then. You know, he made some really good practical applications yeah. at the end uh, that I thought were very helpful. So, as I look at the, the nine messages or whatever we heard... Um, there were ten. Were there ten? Maybe okay. you only heard nine, but... 
Yeah, maybe. But uh, that was one that stood out. So what about uh, Dan, Micah? What, what what messages stood out to you? I, I agree with Jeremy. The the, the Duncan message, I think. Uh, I, I don't know if it was by. T- I, I I waver between that and uh, what what Mark Dever had to say at the beginning, yes. uh, but both were excellent. Yeah, I I wish I would have been there for legs. Um, I had some survey prep to do, and I had to choose one to miss. Legs. <laughs> you picked the wrong so one. Missed the wrong one. <laughs> Um, and we'll go back and listen to that and, and I'm excited to listen to that. Probably uh, my top was Matt Chandler's um, and the ones that I listened to. Um, one part of that is because I have a little bromance going on with Matt Chandler right now. Um, just, uh, just I've been served so well by him uh, over the, the past year, uh, just listening kind of gives me a little shot in the arm uh, whenever anything's a little discouraging. I go to him and he either yells at me or uh, encourages me. Uh, but his just setting out the uh, difference between morality and moralism. Yeah, that was uh, good. That was, that was helpful. Um, talking about vivification, mortification, uh, abiding in the presence of Christ and don't play with sin. Um, and just very firm but yet loving and gracious and just, yeah, really served by him. Mm. Well, he clearly had the best illustration of... Oh, the lion. The, the lion, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, very much. So, Micah, how about you? Yeah, one of the takeaways that, that I grabbed from putting the 10 sessions together that, that was neat was to hear each of the speakers do some of the play from a, a previous message and connect that. Yeah. And it was just able to put that entire thought right into where they were going. Um, I just really enjoyed how they, it, it, some of it was on the fly, uh, that they would just mention another message, mm-hmm. but it really helped connect right at that moment what somebody else was digging through and where they, how the depths that they had plumbed into the next one. Uh, that was really helpful. Yeah, I found that helpful as well. I, I, a lot of people referred back to, to Chandler uh, yeah. in that. I want to remind you guys listening, most of you weren't at D4G. Some of you may have been listening to the uh, the live stream. But all of these messages are available. So if you're listening like, well, I have no idea what these guys are talking about, uh, then you probably have something in common with their congregations. But that was a joke. Thanks, okay, sir. that didn't really go over well. I should edit that up. But anyway. Um, <laughs> If you have no idea what we're talking about, you can listen to these messages all online at the Together for the Gospel uh, website. I'll, I'll put that up on our website so that you know where to get that from. Uh, Jeremy, we talked, like, one of the fears we had or, or concerns we had was the whole celebrity culture. Um, and how do you think that played out here? I, I, it, I, I did see some of that celebrity culture. Just walking around, people like, oh, are you the basic Bible podcast guy? Are you the... And, you know, can I take your picture and all this stuff? And, you know, David Platt had to come and go talk to me, and it was just like, oh, this is embarrassing. But did you notice anything like that there? Well, I was going to say, yeah, a little bit I noticed that. It was just what to be expected because um, I, I had to take some guy's picture with a whole <laughs> bunch of people. Um, and I, I'll, I'll refrain from divulging the person's name. Um, but, uh, you know... I think there's going to there's that's going to happen uh, on some level, and I think it's because people we don't know how to show appreciation without being a fanboy sometimes, yeah. and and I know I struggle with that line 
of you because know, I, I want them to know that I've been served by their ministry. Yes, right. You know, Dan was just mentioning about how Chandler, God has used Matt Chandler to, to minister to him. And, and for me, it's been, you know, Ligon Duncan and Al Moeller particularly, uh, but, to, you know, John Piper, I mean, really all of them. And so if you get a chance to say thank you, you want to do that. I mean, the Bible talks about giving honor to whom honor yeah. is due. So I think the difficulty is then when does it cross that line of just, you know, uh, maybe exalting the messenger too much, and I could see that. Like um, when you walked up to to meet David Platt, and I was going to take your picture with him um, for you, and I could see you know one of the T for G staff volunteers. They like direct him, hey, you got to come over and talk to these people now. And I don't know if you caught it or not, but I, I just sensed on him and how I read it. Could be reading it wrong, but how I read it was kind of like, a, I really don't want to do this, mm. but. I'm going to do it because it's going to be helpful, but I really don't want to do this. Are you really suggesting David Platt did not want to meet me? Oh, well, I was just talking about talking about people in general. That's what I'm No, you sure already of. you already said me earlier. No, so. what I'm saying, I'm, I'm assuming yeah. he didn't want to meet you. <laughs> but, um, you know, so you could just see it on him... This, this, yeah. you know, this, this battle going on inside It must well. be incredibly, incredibly taxing on these guys. Yeah, it's taxing, but, you know, these guys have the same sin issues you and I have. Yeah. And you you know they're working in their heart not to be proud, not to, you know, to, to always give glory to God and everything. And, they, I mean, I'm sure they do much better at it than, than we do, but you can just see that, that battle. And so I think you know, it's just a sign that how much of a how much we do need a redeemer because even when we're trying to do a good thing we are always inclined to mess that up yeah and, and sin in even doing a good thing as showing honor to somebody you guys have something to add yeah. i'm not exactly a mark dever here when it comes yeah. to panel discussions but i'll throw it out there i thought some of the cardboard head cutouts were a little much <laughs> this year but other than that Now I'm thinking of, I, I could sell those <laughs> if we go next year, you know, not next, 2020. But, all right, well, I, I, go ahead. I, to be serious, I yeah. sense it as strongly this year as I think I had in the past. Okay. Um, and maybe some of it was the crowd that I was with. Uh, there weren't as many younger uh, students that mm. were with us, and so it wasn't always like, "Hey, there's Tripoli, there's you know, so and so, we got to follow along." Um, it didn't, and even during the breaks, I didn't feel like there was this mad rush t- towards the front um, to get all the autographs and things like that. But again, yeah, that maybe that was just my perception. Well, maybe you didn't much. see the groupie section. It was what I called That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was one of those guys up there, but. Um, <laughs> You know, I, 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 I've heard uh, other speakers, uh, not necessarily one of the, any of the guys that were there at T4G, talk about this same topic. And, and, you know, from the perspective of somebody on the other side, talking about how taxing it can be. But also that, you know, there is that temptation for pride and a temptation for arrogance and to think that these people are here for me. But um, I think it was, you know, it might have been, you know, I think it was a Piper, actually. I heard an interview talk about the fact that while I don't like taking pictures with people and I don't like signing this stuff, but 
if that somehow is an encouragement to them, yes. if, if their book meant, if my book meant something to them and that helped them in their spiritual journey, then okay, I'll take a picture for them, not necessarily for me or, sure. or some hype or whatever. And I believe that to be true of all of those guys. Yeah. I mean, I, I assume, I, I think we have every reason to assume that they are working very hard against pride and, and succeeding. Yeah. Uh, but I also know the heart of man, and there is no temptation taking you what, what is common to man. Right. And so that's that's something I think that we can actually pray for them about. Yeah. Uh, instead of you know having a posture of being critical or something, we just always remember to pray for these guys and everything. Mm-hmm. So can I ask you a question? Go for it. Okay, you're the uh, of the four of us in this vehicle right now. You're the only one that had never been to a T for G. Yeah. Before this time. So you give your listeners your initial takeaway, what you thought, what did you like, what were you surprised by, or was it exactly as you imagined? Um, some of it I expected but was still overwhelmed by. Uh, the music we talked about yep. earlier. Uh, well, even just walking into the Yum Stadium or whatever, the Yum Center, and looking around at 12,000 other people... And these are all people who have come here to put themselves under the Word of God, to hear nothing but preaching. There's no pyrotechnics. There's no uh, real entertainment. Even the music itself was just a piano. And to see that response to the gospel message was absolutely incredible. That was overwhelming. Again, the singing and the worship, uh, thousands of, of, of male voices... Uh, all, all lifting up songs that uh, many of them were hymns. They weren't necessarily the, you know, K-Love stuff that uh, a lot of evangelicals are listening to. Meaningful, in-depth, it was it was incredible. Uh, and the content itself, I, I said it was like drinking from a fire hose. It was uh, at times overwhelming. It was incredible, right? Scribbling down as many notes as I could uh, to go and ponder that. So overall, it was quite the incredible event. I, I'm thrilled that I was able to, to take part of it this year. And the books, yeah, the books were, were pretty cool. And uh, meeting some new guys, uh, even just a few hours ago here in the car, uh, that time of fellowship with, you know, running into people I, I don't normally see, those, you know, those people you only see at conferences uh, such as this or others, and that, that was a blessing. So overall... I was uh, I was impressed. So can I ask one more question? Go for before it. we going over our limit? No, uh, no, you can. So I'd be interested to hear from Dan and Micah about what they think the future of conferences are for the millennial generation. Are they going to continue in this format, or are they going to switch to a format of only delivering content to? The listener. So instead of inviting the listener, the people to come and participate, or is, is it going to be just driven on the web and driven you know, on podcasts and things oh. like that? Oh. Is there a future for these type of things? Uh, I certainly hope that these continue on. Um, but I, yeah, I do think that that's a uh, that's a challenge going forward with uh, everything pushed to the web and live stream and have the live stream going. Um, and you know, I know that they did cross conference a couple of years ago. It was a lot of it was like primarily 
live stream um, and geared towards the students. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a challenge, and I would hope that they would keep it. I think there is something to coming together, um, vis visually seeing and being a part of um, a conference, and the, again, like the singing, the preaching, sitting under the word, uh, rather than just sitting in your parents' basement having mm. to play right. uh, Fortnite. Something I've really enjoyed. I, got, I was able to attend the Bethlehem Pastors Conference back in January, uh, and then attending this. One of the ways that Together for the Gospel has realized the opportunity they have is to take the middle afternoon and really make that a networking time. Yeah. Uh, right. And and for me, attending uh, the the first twenty four hours was just drinking and everything that was coming, which was wonderful. And then by the middle afternoon, just starting to make that connections and. And Together Free Gospel specifically has allowed for some of those specific uh, gatherings to facilitate that fellowship, which is just a phenomenal way to really say that these are now the connecting points where you can you can see other pastors. And I, I really feel that that would be a way that for the future is a is a reason to attend even beyond the conference. Uh, seeing and even just seeing the number of young people that are around these conferences, both the Bethlehem Pastors Conference and Together for the Gospels, is super encouraging uh, to see. All right, well, we're running a little out of time. Uh, not that we have to have a time limit, but usually on the podcast, our format uh, will define whatever theological concept we're talking about. We'll look at what the scriptures say. We'll talk about controversies or things to avoid, but then we wrap it up with two segments, and I, and I want you guys to think about it, so I'll ask each of you. Uh, we talk about application, practical application, and then uh, recommended resources. So in terms of practical application, I want you to think about what, what's a takeaway, what's what's the major takeaway you're going to walk through uh, after you've left here, you're going to continue to think about or uh, try to apply to your ministry or to your personal uh, walk with Christ, and then uh, after that, we'll look at, all right, what, what what book are you excited about that you got at the conference that you're waiting to dive into? So, Jeremy, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Uh, what's what's the application? What are you walking away with that you want to consider more or you want to see God work in your life? Yeah, well, there's there's two messages that I know for sure I'm going to have to go back and listen to again. One is Lee Duncan's. The other one is Kevin DeYoung's. Kevin DeYoung's message was on uh, a doctrine or the an attribute of God and the immutability yeah. of God, and, and that was very rich. And there's just a lot to chew on there. So that I, I, I want to go back and listen to because I, I don't think I had really considered how important and how connected that attribute of God was yeah. to everything else. So that was that was that was helpful to me. Um, but I think just the overall theme of the conference and about holiness and separation from the world or be distinct from the world, um, that was really good for me to think too because there is a thing going on in churches right now, and I face it too, of where if you insist on obedience, you're called a legalist. Yeah. And that several times, that was, that was handled very well several times. And so I'm going to keep chewing on that because I think that's going to help me be able to articulate in a good way to the people of my church of the uh, the importance of obeying and and that doesn't mean about you know trying to earn salvation or anything uh, so that's that's what I'm taking away the book resource for me that I'm probably most excited about is uh, John Piper they mm. gave a, a compilation of all yeah. of his biographies 
on the Swans Are Not Silent series, and, they, and it's all in one volume, and I'm really excited about having that. All right, Dan, you're up next. Yeah, um, I'd say the, the biggest takeaway um, for pastoral ministry was in John MacArthur's uh, sermon on how the purpose of pastoral ministry is sanctification. Church in Christ, yeah, that was very Christ, good. Yeah. Christ. Um, and I, it's uh, it's really easy for me to get caught up with administrative things, uh, just making sure Sunday's happening. And the point of Sunday <laughs> is their growth in Christ, uh, not just that it happens. And so that's a that's a takeaway to step back um, and, uh, and prepare my heart to serve uh, the hearts church that I'm serving right now. Um, resource, I think uh, I had this book already, but it was a reminder, The Disciplines of Grace from Jerry Bridges. I haven't read that, but I've read so many other resources from him. I've always appreciated uh, C.J. Mahaney pointing to Disciplines of Grace, and uh, I think it's in this book where he talks about preaching the gospel to yourself. Yeah. Um, so I want to dive into that and would encourage others to do so as well. All right, Micah. Uh, yeah, since Galatians 4.19 has been taken already, huh. uh, but even connecting it to the Galatians 4.19 and MacArthur's sermon, I would connect it even back to uh, Al Mohler's sermon from 1 Corinthians 5 and 6. Uh, at the end, verse 11, And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. And you've got 1 Corinthians 5 and 6, and the, the tension that you can feel in the church and how Paul closes that out with sanctification and with the gospel, that he, he, he ends it with that and reminds that is the purpose even of identifying sin is for the purpose of the gospel. Uh, and that was a, a good connection even to get a, a second reminder of it with uh, John McCutcheon's message today. Uh, and then a resource, uh, walk in the, the bookstore last night with Dan, uh, he recommended Bearing Fruit, what happens when God's people grow uh, from Bobby Gallaty. Uh, one that just looked really, really good. I've got uh, uh, some new believers in our church that uh, walking through the first steps of discipleship and, and excited to walk that road together. And I, I believe this book will be a good uh, resource for that. My takeaway, um, Mark Dever's message at the beginning, he, one of his, one of the, the latter points was, the church is not about, uh, I'm trying to think of the way he, he, he phrased it, a growing number of members, but a number of members growing. Uh, I, I know at Daystar, where I'm at, we, we've been trying to emphasize even more the idea of discipleship and, and, and coming along side of each other and helping the personal grow. So that, that, that encouraged me. Uh, again, Link, Dun Link Duncan's, I'm going to have to go back and really s meditate upon that more. Uh, his use of the, uh, of the second greatest commandment uh, in application uh, in terms of race and LGBTQ uh, was just something that I, I've got to really soak my mind in for a little while. Uh, 
for resources. I'm looking forward to Andy and Sally's book on the conscious uh, conscience. Excuse me. And uh, but honestly, what I'm really looking for uh, forward to the most is I bought my kids a little book uh, about uh, Dr. Martin Lloyd Jones. And I'm kind of looking forward to sitting down with them in our in our family worship time and uh, teaching them about him. So um, yeah. And in other resources, we are going to be giving away a number of books. Uh, first, thanks to Jeremy for just kind of blurting that out on the first yep. of these podcasts. And so that kind of committed me. Hey, I am there for your listeners now. Yeah. But um, thanks to the fine folks at Ligonier Ministries, they donated a couple of books to the podcast. So we'll be giving away a couple of copies. I think we have three copies of R.C. Sproul's classic uh, the Holiness of God, which really fit with the, the conference here. And I'll be giving also a, couple, uh, a book, I'm trying to think, a uh, Dave Platt book, and, oh, what was Al Mohler's book on, uh, was it The Prayer That Changed the World? Yeah. Of the Lord's Prayer. Um, we'll be giving that book away too. So check the website for details on how to enter that contest, and you can walk away with one of those books. Well, Thank all of you, Jeremy, Dan, and Micah, for joining us. Now, Dan and Micah had no idea they were going to be on this podcast. And um, I have to warn you, in the celebrity culture, now that you've been on this podcast, this this goes throughout the world. So be prepared for the celebrity that is to come. And just remember who got you there. Um, and I'll be working on my humility later. My agent will talk to you soon. Yeah. Well, thank all of you for listening. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Basic BibleCast. Share us on whatever social media platform you use. Rate us on iTunes. And until next week, have a great rest of your week.